What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Nonegations Podcast. We're actually doing a live mic right now, so just jump, just jump into this conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. Ayla Sullins. And D.S. Ninja is in the house. Oh, my gosh. That was the most (laughs) nerve-wracking. This has been the most nerve-wracking day ever. So, we got some new equipment that we're trying to utilize. Find out that we can't plug the mics into our new equipment. (laughs) Then, we try to set up our Facebook Live, and then it's going to act all goofy. And then, Ayla beat me up, and it's just been crazy. Why do you keep saying that on the podcast? It's it's just been one one crazy day. But how how has your guys' weeks been? Um, It's been good, I guess. We've got some different things that we... Daryl's trying to test the equipment while we're (laughs) recording. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, we were waiting for you to say, I was nauseous. I, well, I yeah. was nauseous. That doesn't change. <laughs> I, at least not for a couple weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but um, got some more information about a house. We didn't get the house that we offered on last week. No. Or the Ooh. week before. Yeah. But it's okay, because you know what? I pray about it, and I'm like, God, shut the doors if it's not for us. If it is for us, make all the doors open. Yeah. And... We want the house that God has for us because we know that it would come with the least amount of work and effort and, and all that. Well, stuff. just spiritual warfare in general. Like, so yeah, we want the house that God has. So it's fine. We'll keep looking on to the next. Um, so we have some stuff we have to do this week. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, get back on track with that. Yeah. That's all I got for this week. I don't know. What about you, big man? Excuse me. How <laughs> <laughs> was your How was your week? Hi, Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony says, "Nice beat. What's up, family?" <laughs> hey, I had a good week. Uh, <laughs> I got an award from the Veterans Business Outreach Center. Does that sound like applause? Yes. Okay. It sounds like rain to me. <laughs> That's what I thought. Shout out to Riz Thompson who um, nominated me and uh, gave me help. Yeah, uh, with business, and yeah, I got an award from the Georgia Veterans Business Outreach Center. Vector. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to do a quick shout out too for what for one because that's really dope. Like you just seem like you get a reward, a reward, award every other week. So that's pretty cool. But we also, I wish we had a plaque. We need an award for Ayla because last week or two weeks ago, that uh, episode we did that was about her, that broke a no negations record. Mm-hmm. We got the most. Wait, hold on. I got you. It sounds like a rainstorm. <laughs> like a rainforest rainstorm. Somebody used to go to sleep sometimes. <laughs> we broke a record. We appreciate you guys' love and support. That's why we wanted to come on here and do the live podcast because we're kind of doing a continuation of what we talked about the week with Ayla. So what we a lot of things we talked about was um, Ayla's journey, you know, to the point where she's at today. Obviously, you know, with d- dealing with discrimination, abuse, and and her and her triumphs. But this episode, I kind of wanted to be a little bit lighter, you know, a little bit better, talking about you know the kind of the joys, you know, from going through all those different things and and the triumphs and her journey to her relationship with God. So Ayla, I have a question for you. Okay. When so this is kind of picking up where we left off and you were talking about how you were kind of unsure when you first had that prayer, um, that prayer with your mom. Now, what was the point where you was like, you know what, I'm going through this. This is happening. I think this is real. I think I should trust God. I think God is the the way to go. Well, if you I mean, if you go back and listen, if you haven't listened to the other podcast, mm-hmm. I talk about the moment after that when I was um we had done the Bible studies and everything. Yeah. And I asked God before I went to sleep to show me that he was real. And he gave me three dreams. Yeah. And um, one of the ones weirdly, like, kind of came to fruition on Saturday. And this past it. Saturday? No. no oh. Like three years ago. Oh, duh. Okay. <laughs> duh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's a long time. <laughs> but okay, no, go ahead. No, like three years ago. Yeah. Um. And so that was, like, enough for me at that point. 
and then actually more th- things started happening and um and I had more dreams and they would happen and it just weirdly I feel like even after that first time I had doubts I feel like it's like human nature but especially a person like I mm-hmm. was or I guess am a little bit I question a lot of things yeah and I think I like just grew up that way well let me ask you this uh, so how did you know these dreams were for God? Because a lot of us have dreams, and, and then even in the Bible, it talks about the test every spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes you be you can have a dream that's from God and have a dream that's from something totally different. Mm-hmm. So how did you know the dreams that you were having was from God? Well, I didn't at that moment, and I think that's what caused a lot of like um, doubt and a lot of questions, because mm-hmm. I was like, I asked for it, but is it from God? Is it, you know, it was like, it was still like, uh, I don't, I don't know, you know? Um, But I think when something happens to you like over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. I think that's why it kept happening over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, And then also paired with some experiencing, experiences I was having, um, like, going to prayer or in ministry or something like that mm-hmm. it really um after a while i was like okay i'm gonna stop with the doubts i'm gonna stop questioning i remember one day it was actually july 7th of um i think that would have been 2018 mm-hmm. is that when you graduated yeah yeah july 7th 2018 um i went back down to my mom's and she was having a ministry like meet they meet every sunday Mm-hmm. And um, they do a lot of worship and prayer and they study. And um, so we were in worship and I was sitting there and I remember thinking like, I see all these people around me that are so open to God mm-hmm. and open to experiencing his presence and, and all of those things and just look at them and they're praising God and that you could tell it's wholehearted. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell it was like, they just really wanted to let God know how much that they loved him. And I'm sitting there and I feel like I'm half full. Mm-hmm. So you said you see all these people that seem like they're open to God. What does that mean? Like they just seemed like they truly had love in their heart for God and Jesus. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it without you being there, but they just seemed completely devoted. Mm-hmm. Their attention was on Jesus and God and those moments when they're praising and worshiping and not on anybody else, mm-hmm. not looking around if anybody's looking at them or mm-hmm. they're doing something weird or like it didn't matter mm-hmm. to them. They just like wholeheartedly were worshiping God. Yeah. And I am sitting there like trying to do that. And I just remember thinking, I don't want to feel like I'm trying. Yeah. Like I want to be fully in this you know i remember you know because we grew up in a church like tori and i we used to go to church every sunday with you with you dad and mom and i remember tori and i used to go and we couldn't wait to see people catch the holy spirit because at our church it happened every single week someone catching the holy spirit someone jumping up and down and tori and i would laugh at it like oh look at that person jumping look at that person running all this other stuff which is probably terrible y'all y'all should have disciplined us a little bit more um but we we will go <laughs> but we used to but like as I got older and, and I and I started realizing why people do that like it's easier for me to be like okay I see why I have an understanding why people celebrate why people get praises do you and this is for both of you guys and then I'll talk about mine too um what was the thing that happened to you when you realized that you know, you need to give God your all. You need to give God your your praise and and, and worship God because you know, whether you're in church or you're not in church. I mean, when you go through something and you come out on the back side of that and you yeah. made it through, uh, that's when you praise God. Um, when you talked about because Ayla mentioned last time when we. Uh, in our last episode, she she mentioned mental health and depression. Yeah, some folks don't think they go through depression based on the event, large or small. Yeah, uh, you can and and not really realize it. And so when you come out on the backside of that period, whether you call it depression or not, 
and and you're delivered from that and you know that God actually brought you through mm-hmm. or at that point where you recognize that he brought you through you give him praise what was yours several i mean you know naturally with 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 your grandmother mm-hmm. um anytime you're dealing with a death uh, uh, of a loved one family member or friend or or whatever mm-hmm. there's a level of depression mm-hmm. uh that go through especially if it's somebody your age you know i have people that i went to high school with that passed mm-hmm. and we always say we never know you don't know if this is your last day mm-hmm. and and when when you go up and look into the coffin and you said hey yeah that could be me yeah and and that can bring a level of depression on yeah depression on you uh, especially when you you how close you are to the person that that passed just like with the, with the passing the, the latest with with uh Ken Ferguson yeah you know since I was 14 you know was training with him and traveled the world and all that and then to to see him deteriorate like that um is is tough mm-hmm. um going with with my mom mm-hmm. and finally going to her gravesite Mm-hmm. You know, because I was always in the back of my mind, I should have waited longer. Yeah, to take off the take her off life support. So, unbeknowing to me, it was, I was going through depression. But I realized that I told you when Uncle Byron, mm-hmm. I had to do the same thing, and I realized how God brought me through that with mm-hmm. your granddad, um, who yeah. passed when we were out to dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about those things. We don't say I'm depressed, yeah. but our actions, you know. Yeah. Do you have one? The time where, like, or when you realize that, you know, God brought you through this, and you was like, where you weren't ashamed to worship, I guess. I didn't think that came until later. I honestly think that it's still there now. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, I feel like we get in this like religious um and by religious i just mean like practice over and over again but like i feel like we get in this we have this idea that it's not okay to worship god a certain way Mm -hmm. and that we have to be in this box of how we worship god and like i I, it's not true Mm -hmm. like our worship is dependent on our relationship our individual relationships with god and he deserves all the praise and all the worship. And I am still in that place where trying to get comfortable to let myself worship God without being in private, but in yeah. public. Because if you think about, if I think about what God has gotten me through completely and how much he does for us and really his actual value to me, I cheer more at a football game. Mm. than I do for him mm-hmm. in public. And why am I not ashamed to do that? But I get into a church setting and I can't have that same excitement. Yeah. And so like that's definitely something I've reflected on and have been reflecting on. I know you were there one day and I made you stay after church. And I made you sit Come with me. Out. Come on. You did not make me stay after church. Okay. I drove. So. <laughs> if anything, I made you stay. No, but I wasn't ready to leave. And it was because I was in this place. I feel like I was feeling the Holy Spirit heavily. Mm-hmm. I, you saw me. I was like crying the whole service. I didn't know why. But I was feeling the Holy Spirit heavily. And I remember sitting after thinking like at this moment, I, I couldn't let go. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't just worship the way I wanted to in church. Mm-hmm. And um, it was bothering me because I still felt like this thing that I had conquered already, mm-hmm. like not being ashamed of my relationship with God and being public with it and everything like that. I felt like I hadn't done it all the way almost. It, like, hit me in the face. Like, why am I still afraid to do this? Mm-hmm. And um, so I stayed after church one day. Friend Raph was playing piano and... Um, one of the worship singers was on stage and it was literally like, I think us four and then maybe two other people in the church building Mm -hmm. left. 
And I sat there and I'm like debating back and forth with myself as to whether I should go pray at the altar. Like, and I'm, and I'm thinking at this point, I'm three years into my journey and, and I've been speaking on the podcasts. I've been, you know, posting some stuff on my social media. I'm not a big social media person, but like, I'm thinking at this point, I've gotten past that point, but I sat there and battled with myself on whether I should go kneel at the altar to pray to God. Hmm. And why? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because of habitual like things like you go to the altar and like before it's like just admitting you need help or something and I can do that in private Mm -hmm. but in public it seems so much harder to me to admit that I need help from God Mm. and that moment was a very reflective moment for me because I thought I was farther along in my faith journey than that and I made myself get up Mm-hmm. and go and pray because I was like, I need to take that step. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what faith is, is, you know, it's action. Faith is action. Faith, faith, faith is a verb. So a lot of people say, oh, I got faith. I got faith. I believe, but they don't put the actions in step or in place for that faith. You know what I mean? So it's easy to say, um, oh yeah, I believe in God. But when it comes down, when it comes to crunch time, you know, things aren't going your way or you're feeling apprehensive about something, that's when the faith really comes in. Let me ask this question. <clears throat> Say someone that you know that's going through something, uh, whether it's uh, mental health, them personally, or they, somebody else, or depression going through something, and you know how people say, I will pray for you. Yeah. Have you ever done that and say, I will pray for you? Because some people say that, and but do they do actually pray? That's not, that's funny. Actually, my stepdad and I were having a conversation about that. Um, yes, I actually actively. It's active in my mind. I was on somebody's post the other day, and and it was actually yesterday. And you guys were at the banquet, mm-hmm. and um, these well, your wife and these mom, Karen. <laughs> My step, my, Shout my out, hold on. <laughs> Rain. <laughs> my, my mother-in-law, she she was like, let's just stop and pray right now. Because we had both commented on a post and said that we would pray. And I was going to pray. Mm-hmm. Like I was about to actually. But she's like, let's just all pray right now. Mm-hmm. And we stopped and prayed. But it's something mm-hmm. that I feel like people just throw out there. And, and I don't know. I feel like it should be taken more seriously, but I feel like you wouldn't realize that unless you have a relationship with God. How serious prayer is? Yeah, it's because yeah, yeah, think about it. When we out, like we out, went out to this banquet and we were networking kings. I'm telling you, man, we was all over the place. But <laughs> <laughs> but that when someone when you're talking to someone about no negations or you're speaking thing and um, speaking thing, you're you know your consulting business. Um, when you're explaining to them about, you know, the the podcast, the YouTube channel, when you're talking to them, you go directly there with them and show them how to subscribe and how to tune in. It's the same thing, I think, with prayer. You know, we say instead of saying, well, we can say we're going to pray with you, I'm going to pray with you. But you standing right there like you with them. I was on the phone with a guy the other day and I kind of asked for permission instead of just praying, um, which is OK. Yeah, so dude was going. Dude has been going through some stuff, and you know he's one of my close, close friends, and I could just tell. So I texted him. I was like, "Yo, you good?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, but I'm just, you know, this and that." I was like, "All right, when it, when you need it, you know, when you're ready, um, we let's pray. Just pray about it." Is that wrong? Like, should I just have been like, "Just pray right now," or was that the is that the right way to go? Is that? I mean, that's fine. You 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 asking their permission because you don't know where they are. But the reason I brought that up because Ayla said she was hesitant about going to the altar mm-hmm. for herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're hesitant to go for yourself, do we always pray for other people that's oh. in a trial when we say we are? Yeah. Because, um, like, your sister Tori. Yeah. She she has a cognitive learning disability. I mm-hmm. constantly pray for her, and the reason why I bring that up because I was talking to someone who's going through something and they their statement was I don't know why God hasn't answered my prayer yet yeah um, and, and what they were going through 
God is not on our timetable and we don't know when he's going to listen or, or, or bless us in answering prayer or if he's really going to answer it at all. Well, because also when we pray, a lot of the time it's something that we want. And the motive behind it. Yeah, the motive behind it is something that we want. And I feel like our humanly standards of what is appropriate or what is normal or mm-hmm. what is like, I don't know, success or anything like that are different from what God's are. Yeah. And I think that he can look at one of us and every one of us and say, I made you perfect the way you are. And I yeah. feel like we should also look at other people that way. Um, like and and view the what how God made them and what makes them perfect and mm-hmm. in, in those ways, whether or not human society views it as what they would find acceptable or not. How would you explain that to someone that's a non-believer? Because to us, right, that sounds good. That sounds great. But the fact that God doesn't work on our timetable, how do you explain that to someone who may not necessarily believe? Where they think, you're, you know, they go on TV or they see like a, a, a local church service and they're like, oh, if you pray, God's going to answer. And they got that belief. And then you go into this, go into wor- into the world, and you see bad things happen. And how do you explain that God is not on our timeline to someone who does not believe? I don't know. I don't know if you if you can. It's mm-hmm. based on your your deliverance, your mm-hmm. praising of God, and understanding what He done for you, and they see you being delivered by God, mm-hmm. and they will ask you, and, and you have to help them understand it's about a relationship Mm -hmm. and that's why i I wanted to ask ayla when she was going through the trials that she went through um you know where you came from and all that Mm -hmm. were you reaching out to god at what point did you reach out to him and then understanding the deliverance because you you went from st clairsville to mount union you saw the difference in there Mm -hmm. and then your relationship with god you understood now, by looking back, was that a moment that you praised him for taking you through, delivering you from that? You now realize that you was delivered from it and that you're stronger now by being in relationship with him. Yeah, I feel like I, you don't truly... I feel like I didn't have a true appreciation, though, until I... Yeah, until I look back on it. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment... um I would say I sent some prayers up, but I, I don't think that I meant them. Mm. And so, I mean, just looking back at where my heart was, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I don't think I meant them. And so if I didn't mean them with all my heart, I don't feel like, I, I know God was listening, but I, it, I think it's different. When I truly decided, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. Like, I'm going to try him and seek God back. Mm-hmm. That's when I started seeing my prayers answered. And then looking back at where he was with me, kind of walking with me in those moments, what he had instilled in me. Because he has us all predestined for his kingdom, right? So there were parts of me that I feel like that looking back on, I could see God in those moments. But in those moments, I don't necessarily think I was seeing God mm-hmm. because I wasn't open to receiving him. That would be an interesting conversation because so many people throw out the name of God, throw out Jesus for, you know, all types of circumstances, but the way they live in their life is contrary to what they say. Mm -hmm. You know, because we we say we worship God, that he's our all in all, but is he? Mm -hmm. And do your life reflect that? Yeah. That's that's what that was the realization for me was when we was in college, and um, I, like I said, you know, said it multiple times on stage, and then I hear even here on the podcast, said you know went to a church, went to church, and I really like when really like Pastor Maiden speak because I feel like every time I'm sitting in the audience, he's talking right to me. <laughs> so I went to a church service, and I came back from school for whatever reason, and he was like, if you ask the people you around the most. Not if you was a believer in God, but if you was a follower, what would they say? And that's what hit it for me. Because at that moment, I was like, I don't think the people that I'm around the most can necessarily say that I am a 
follower. You know, they know that I believe in God. You know, they know that I I understand God, but I wouldn't necessarily, I can't necessarily say that they thought that they would say I was a follower. And so that's what really did it for me was that that was a changing point for me. It was like, okay, now how can I get to that point? And so like Ayla, having that now I have a, a, a desire to want to understand how to, how to get closer with God or the steps. And yeah, and I would, that was, that was it for me was that it's just that simple question. And then that little reflection on my life. So, uh, the people in the group chat, um, we have a decent amount of people in there. So, um, if I honestly, I mean, if someone asked you, if I asked you this question, cause I guess I am asking you, <laughs> if I asked you, if the people around you the most believe that you were a follower, follower of Christ, what would they say? But back to you guys, but yeah, that's, that was it. That did it for me right there. That simple question. I, uh, and when I look back, I, I look back when I was in, in, in Korea in the Marine Corps mm. and I was supposed to go to this crash site and my crew was on what they call hotspot. Mm. And that's the first crew out. If something happens, you respond. Mm. Well, if this happened miles away from us, a helicopter went into a side of a mountain. They took my crew but left me because I was a senior man. And I was upset because I was supposed to go there, but they they left me back. And when my crew came back, they were messed up. What do you mean? Because the sight that they seen, they seen individuals that were swollen. That means in the crash they didn't die right away. Mm-hmm. They saw body parts and all kind of, you know, crazy stuff that involves it in a helicopter crash and fire and all that. Mm-hmm. And so once I got a relationship with God, I look back on that and he saved me from that because they had to go talk to people because there was a mental strain on them mm-hmm. and seeing that, yeah, you know, and they had uh, what would they call rock Marines, Republic of Korea Marines yeah. and the U S Marines. And a lot of them died in there. It was like 60 some people that died. And so they mental state, you know. Yeah. That reminds me of this little, like, this might be off a little bit, but this little, like, side story I, I kind of came up with. I was driving to something I plan on using on stage one day. So so whoever's watching this, if you're trying to book me again, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. Hold on, Dad. We're not laughing. <laughs> well, listen, so, like, one day I was going to work, and um, this was when I was still trying to figure out my direction. So... I put in a GPS. Now, I have an understanding on how to get to the on-ramp. Uh, that's, you know, like two miles from my house. So I'm driving, and the GPS is telling me to go straight. I'm like, what do I need to go straight for? That on-ramp's right here. But for whatever reason, I was like, I'm just going to follow the GPS. So I'm driving. And I'm like, man, I'm going through the city. I'm hitting all these lights. I end up being like five minutes late to my destination. And I'm thinking like, yo, this sucked. Like, I could have been on time if I just got on the on-ramp. The GPS is stupid. The GPS don't know what he's talking about. I should just follow my own direction. So, go, I do, you know, do what I had to do at the place. And then I left. Get on the highway. And I'm coming back up that highway that, you know, that where that on-ramp was. Well, it turned out there was like a multi-car crash. It was like, uh, like legit five or six cars that was like piled up. Mm-hmm. And the traffic was backed up crazy. Now, I was thinking, I was like, well, if I got on that on-ramp, instead of being five minutes late, I might have been like 20, 30, 40 minutes late. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, like, I didn't understand why I was going the direction that I needed to go. But it was for the benefit, you know. And then after I came out of that situation, that's when I was able to see, like, okay, this was in my best interest. But in that moment, I was so so easy so quick to talk bad on the gps like all the gps Mm -hmm. don't know what they talking about but at the end but that's the same thing when we're going through life with god and your situation with the the crash fighter people like you Mm -hmm. didn't understand you know you wanted to go but it was in your best interest i was actually ticked off that i didn't go to the site but afterwards you know and i didn't have a relationship with god then but like i said years after once i got a relationship with god he saved me from that because them guys was messed up mm-hmm. mentally and seeing that. And so he, he, he spared me that. Yeah. And so that's the reason to praise him. That's why in church, when you see them, what you call it, catch the Holy ghost. Yeah. They realize something God had did for them, deliver them from yeah. or heal them or some heal somebody that, you 
So as of right now, with you guys' personal journey, where do you feel like you're at now? Like, what's some things that you feel like you struggle with, some things that you feel like you overcame? You've never graduate Bible study or your relationship. He's always going to take you to another level. Yeah. The thing is, it's just like um, doing setting personal goals. Um, I, I, I use karate. Once I got my black belt, most people say, all right, I arrived. But I realized that's just the beginning. That's when I became a student. There's more to learn. And so in this journey, this Christian walk, as we going through there, I mean, we may arrive at certain level, a certain point, but we still got a lot of learning to do. Because remember, you, it's a relationship. You know, people say religion, that's man's rule. Mm -hmm. But Christianity is a relationship with Christ and with God. And so you always working on the relationship. Yeah. So, but what are some things that, you know, like that you feel like you're, that you struggled with before, but you're better at now? Um, I guess, not, I wouldn't say communicating because I, I don't like, really, I don't like arch crowds and people and standing in line and things like that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't one that always talked to a lot of people. Shocking. And, yeah, I, I wasn't, you know, because self-confidence. But I'm getting better at doing that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you see me out when I'm at a function talking to people. I've, I've learned I don't have to know everything. I ask questions to find out things. Yeah. And hey, what about you? What are some things that you feel like you've, you've grown? I have, a, I have lots of things I think I've grown with and lots of things I have to grow more. Like, with, so... I mean, there's one thing that I, I was really, uh, somebody said to me that they thought I was, it was one of my close friends, she said they thought that I was uh, less judgmental now. Is that a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm going to, but I'm going to explain why that's a compliment to me. Uh -huh. Because stereotypically, Christians get called judgmental like a lot because of of the sins that were preached to about in church and, mm. and they are it's sins and it's in the Bible but it, people that are non-believers some people they believe that Christians are judgmental because of the things that we won't do mm. or the things that we say they shouldn't do mm -hmm. and so when she said that to me that I was more judgmental before it was because I wasn't saved and so when I got, when she said that to me, it put it into perspective. Like if you're truly following what Christ says mm -hmm. to do, which is not, I'm not going to go tell somebody, a non-believer, what they should and should not do and, and mm -hmm. lead them farther away from Christ. For her to say that to me, being a non-believer and said, you're actually less judgmental now. <laughs> it made me feel good because i know it sounds bad but it made me feel good because before christ she thought i was judgmental and after christ she said i wasn't and it goes against the stereotype of what people have of christians yeah and so it it that at that moment it was like hey like you're doing something right yeah hey like you're judgy but you're just not as judgy <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no you have to understand the context of the conversation it was yeah no, i got you. more than just me and anyways but yeah so um but it was a, it was a good, I think, like confirmation that I was heading and yeah. practicing what I should be. Um, yeah. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and then um, some things I have to work on. Like I still have to work on stuff like that every day. Like mm -hmm. correcting some some thoughts or or um, habitual things that are not in line with God or my reactions to things or mm -hmm. there's always something to work on and I constantly am praying to deepen my relationship with Christ because I feel like we can never get to the point where it's deep enough right I know um, um, I just thought of something when you asked the questions what are things that I'm struggling with before that now is different is when somebody was going through a, a mental challenge mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't I don't want to say a mental health issue, but they were dealing with something and, and, and they was, 
they get mm-hmm. really emotional talking to me about it. And I know before I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. you know, because you're evil. <laughs> that's, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. No, but it didn't know how to deal with that. Hmm. But 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 um, after you you you, you mature. And you learn the word and understand, um, you know, certain parables and things that happen in Bible when people were dealing with mental health issues, when dealing with possession and dealing with uh, uh, demons and stuff like that. You have enough, I guess you can say, bullets in your belt Mm -hmm. that you can know how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And I I think in, in the Christian community a lot of times we don't know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes it's like taboo these like it's sometimes it's just not something we talk deeply about um yeah but we have so many examples yeah and once i i I read and studied the word and seeing how jesus and 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 one and, and mark when the disciples was trying to uh, cast out a demon in this mm-hmm. this young boy, and they couldn't, they couldn't do it, and they were arguing with the teachers of the law. And then Jesus came by, and he, you know, you know the story that mm-hmm. they cast him out, and they asked, "Why couldn't we do it?" Mm-hmm. And they said, "This thing it must be do, done by prayer and fasting." And a lot of times we don't connect those with those situations. Mm-hmm. Pray. I mean, we'll say we're praying a minute, but how many times do we say we're gonna fast? Well, yeah, Ayla and I fast through twenty twenty twenty. Some of it was on purpose, and some of it's because we just didn't have any money. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> Why are you saying that? No, I'm just kidding. But yo, that that takes some crazy dedication, and I think I need some growing because let somebody fall or trip up or get hurt, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Maybe because you know how before you said that, you know, somebody would be in front of you crying or whatever, and then you have to like. And you were like, that's evil. And yeah. that's the worst thing you've ever heard, but you do the exact same thing. I had to think about it to reflect. <laughs> <laughs> I do do that. Like today, like mom, we was talking about when, because Tori had banged, bumped her nose and fractured it. And they was telling me the story again. I just kind of chuckled. You started laughing. I wasn't laughing. Just like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, but what what if you 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 dealing with somebody that's a mental health, you know, and they going through something, and you're there, mm-hmm. how are you going to deal with that? Because our mind is like, I, I don't know what to do. That kind of happened to me right now. I was this guy that you know just that I'm working with and talking with, and he's battling depression, and I've never dealt with depression, and so it was, this is different for me. So, and. Yeah, it's definitely something that I can't do on my own, on my own power, because I don't understand it. I don't. I don't think anybody really understands it. Even the, you know, most advanced people in the world, you know, that study depression and the brain and how and the cognitive thoughts and stuff like that, they don't understand it. So it's like this situation is so much more than me. So if we understand that 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 we have the Holy Spirit and Jesus gave us the power that's in the Holy Spirit, that we can do those things. Do you think that's just for what the disciples did in the Bible or is that that transferred to you based on your spiritual gift that you can pray for somebody, you can fast for somebody, and God will heal your prayer and heal and deliver them? Because that's that's what's going to move us. Mm -hmm. Because subconsciously we think, I can't do anything for them. But in my growth, I realized through my prayer and my fasting, it's a conduit to God that he will move and do it in his time. But subconscious, like I said, we don't do it because we think I, I can't do nothing about it. Mm. Well, I'm a testament as to the success of that happening because my mother did it for me. Mm-hmm. And I've also done it over another person and seen, seen them change within a couple months. And so I feel like it, it is a scary... Um, things sometimes if you're not comfortable with it but it took me a second to well it took me god to tell me (laughs) that i should do something about that like to actually do it because Mm -hmm. i think before that i was scared i was i was saying like that's not my place 
to do it. Like I, I was, there are people that do that was my thing. Like mm. in my mind, there are people that like to do that. There are people that want to do that, like whatever. But technically <laughs> we're kind of all called to do those things. Mm-hmm. So we have the same Holy spirit. Yeah. And I remember when your granddad passed and we were at the hospital and every, everybody was emotional. And, and, and I'll never forget this. Tori grabbed your granddad's hand and began to pray. Tori? Yep. While she was there. While he was laying there, she grabbed his hand and she began to pray. And I'm like, Tori, who has a cognitive learning disability, the emotion didn't take over so much that hindered her from praying. Don't you do it, Ava. I see it. Don't you do it. You know I can't take it when people... She about to cry. <laughs> but yeah, that, that I, I'll, I'll never forget that. But she, that, I don't remember that. Tori grabbed, grabbed Granddad's head and started... He was laying on the table. And this is why I said what I said earlier. Because we don't know God's plan. We don't know... I remember thinking, like, I grew up with... Um, with um, people with learning and cognitive disabilities mm-hmm. because my family worked with them. So like my grandmother, she ran and managed a facility that housed people with mm-hmm. cognitive disabilities. Um, and my mom worked at it. And then because I, my mom didn't have any care for me, I would go with her. Mm-hmm. And so I was always with people all the time that had disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would come on our like vacation type things like we would go to a cabin and stuff and they would come with us they'd always be at our um thanksgivings and holiday dinners and everything like that so it has been something that i'm used to not everybody's used to that but Mm. sometimes i look at them and think that they're just beautiful and they have this like thing about them where they just believe it's almost like what jesus says about children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes their faith and their actions and their happiness and their joy mm-hmm. that brings more to me than any other person like you know what yeah. i'm saying and i feel like society looks down on people that have disabilities but i sometimes look at them in just awe of like what they bring to me yeah what happiness they bring to me like with tori just her laugh makes me happy and mm. like her humor is awesome and like in that story <laughs> not not to, not, it, not it to me not when you're on the end of the, her jokes you know it's not too nice <laughs> but in that story made me cry because it's just exactly what i was thinking and just like this faith that doesn't need to be questioned i feel like god values that yeah. so much and we don't know the reason why he does things mm-hmm. but maybe something that we look at as pain is actually not and that God can use anyone, regardless. Yeah. Because we we think, I mean, we all in there, you know, we're emotional and going through the time there. And, and we don't have a cognitive learning disability, but Tori was the one <clears throat> that went into prayer first. Yeah. Probably the only one, because I don't remember. I don't remember that. She was. Because the the moment and, and because we were out at dinner, that, how everything started, you know, yeah. happened. But I, I, I it, it because it it shocked me. Yeah, it shocked it was, me too. I just remember it was, you know, we were at dinner, you know, uh, he was, you know, having trouble breathing. So my uncle Tony and I, we just, you know, we took him to go to the house because they left his inhaler there. We get in the car. I'm sitting in the back seat. I'm having a conversation with Granddad. Like I'm talking to him. You know, just talking about, you know, football and how mm-hmm. things are going. And Uncle Tony helped him in the car. And he came around and sat down. And then he just stopped talking. I was like, Granddad? Granddad? And then Uncle Tony's like, dude. Because that's what they called him. Like, dude. And then he started performing CPR. And then Uncle Tony's like, hold his head. So I'm holding, trying to hold him up. And, and yeah, and then you could just fit. Like, that was just crazy, man. That was just a crazy. And, and then after that, I don't remember anything. But we talked about that on the other podcast. Yeah. But because of that, what Tori did, that's why when when people on Facebook said, uh, I need prayer, I need prayer warriors, or people ask me for prayer, I pray for them right then. Yeah. Because of that, what Tori did. Oh, wow. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we, 
as as a community when things are happening, all the craziness that's happened in the past year with with, with the pandemic and the stuff at the Capitol, the rioting and all that, those that's in the church need to pray and fast. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times we won't say fast. Yeah. We won't give up something. But if we know there's power through that, God is, will move into that. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that more? Yeah. The summer before we got married, well, last summer, <laughs> summer before we got married, like we got married five years ago. But <laughs> last summer we, we did a bunch of fast yeah. because I felt spiritually that we needed to do that before going into marriage. There's some things like you're, you're joining as one. Mm-hmm. and we needed a lot of prayer at that moment, and we were praying a lot, and so I think I did four fasts over the summer. I did too. Um, really, I did too. it's very, very unselfish if you go to fasting and praying for someone else yeah. in their time of need. Which is what Rav does a lot. Yeah, Rav yeah. does it. Uh, when, when we were fasting, he was like, why don't y'all tell me you were fasting? I would have done it with like. My hair, I'm like, why would you want to do this with us? Like this, I mean, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this that's something totally different. Mm-hmm. I know that that picture I posted of you guys praying before, right before y'all got married. I posted on LinkedIn. I mean, it was over thirty eight thousand people that commented and that viewed that picture. Yeah. And one lady that does weddings and stuff, she said, "I'm going to start using that." You know, you want to keep the tradition, not seeing each other, but pray for each other. And and that's, I think that will help us and help other people that, whether they're dealing with depression, mental health, or even good things, mm-hmm. you know, like you guys, I prayed for you guys and the baby. I even pay, prayed for the baby spouse that's out there somewhere sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I used to do with that when y'all was little. Yeah. I used to pray for Ayla, even before I knew Ayla. Mm-hmm. My mom did for you too. Mm. He needs a lot of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's something that I do every night, and it's something we need to work on is doing it together. But I do every night, and I go into depth too. We talk about generational curses and blessings, and mm-hmm. I pray about those things. I pray about the spiritual gifts. I pray for this child to have the gift of faith, and that he seeks the rest. And like you, just like or he or she. <laughs> Either one. He. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got this. <laughs> oh, I love this thing. But but I, I go deep because I've come to the understanding of, through my relationship with Christ, how deep we should go in prayer. Yeah. And it, it matters. What are you guys' uh, takeaways from this? Beautiful life episode. Shout out to all the people that's on. I didn't think of that. <laughs> that's see, Ayla. I'm not gonna lie. I'm the same way because you know usually I go takeaways first, but I can't. Just, we talked about so much, I can't I really know. remember. So, <laughs> so I was like, "What do you the guys?" The conversation really just flowed this time, so yeah. I can't even remember everything well, we talked about. The takeaway is like when when someone is going through something. That we actually go to God on their behalf. There we go. That's there it is. Got it, Alo. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Actually, go on their behalf and even go in fasting on someone else's behalf, and yeah. not to be afraid, mm-hmm. not to be fearful, and to to be uncomfortable because sometimes what we've learned is not progressive for our relationship with God. Yeah. Like in a sense of habitual things. Like for me, it, I learned not to be too crazy in church and worship and not to like put out there your problems but that's not that's based on my relationship with others not god if it were based on my relationship with god i should be praising him like at a football game or praising or going to the altar and and not being ashamed of putting out there that i have stuff i need to pray for yeah what does that prayer mean to you? How is it? Because people think you have to have a certain prayer. It's just a conversation. You just have that conversation with God on behalf of somebody. Or how do you do it? Yeah. Uh, how do I do it? Yeah. How do I set up my prayer? You trying to go into no, a whole no, other no, no, discussion? No, no, I'm just saying you're in the takeaways. What did you learn about the prayer? Oh, well, I learned how powerful prayer is and being very descriptive of what you ask for. 
um, because I know a couple of years ago I was asking God because I, I got booked to do this this speech at, at the church, and I didn't know what to talk about, and I was like, God, give me something to talk about, and He gave me some things to talk about. So just being very uh, specific on what you're looking for, just so just like that, when I go into you and I want to, I want to want something. I tell you exactly what I want in sure details. Do. So when you go to the store, you get it right. <laughs> so it's a, I think it's the same thing with God. You know, you got to remember that God's here for you. And, you know, it's just a convert. Like you said, it's a conversation with God. So um, now I'm very um, specific and descriptive. And it's weird, though. Like, do you guys? I have a conversation with God, like how I, how I like talk. That's how you're supposed to do it. I know. It's like, I'm like, yo, what's good? What's good, God? I'm chilling down here. How are things up there, big man? No. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, that's. but my takeaways from this episode is, uh, like you guys said, you know, taking everything to God and being, um, hey, look, before I could, t- never mind, um, taking everything to God and, and just relying on God's power and his strength. And, you know, and when we're in situations where, like, when you're talking to someone and you're saying you're going to pray for them, actually do it and then do it with them because it's power and prayer with majority and, the you know, more people. So that's my takeaway. Ayla, you said habitual three times, right? I count it. And the reason why I count it is because I'm not sure what that completely means. It's when you have a habit. Oh, got it. Okay, we're not going to embarrass me anymore. Got it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you thought it was. I should have just waited. Let's pray for (laughs) Dean. Everyone's a comedian. (laughs) But, hold on, let me see if I can do this right. Hold on. Oh, it's not working. Whatever. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to another live podcast. Um. Yeah, oh, sorry. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to another live podcast. This was great. Um, to all the people that tuned in on Facebook, we appreciate you, appreciate you jumping in on this conversation. And some people commented. Make sure you share this. Um, we're gonna repost it to our page. And all those who did not make it to this one, don't worry because we're gonna do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but Next like, time I feel like we should bring people on the screen. Yeah, I don't know. Like it was, I don't know how. Like it was just tripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll get the other chords and stuff mm-hmm. next time. Yeah, yeah, but um, like always, make sure you go to www.nonegations.com. Check out our blog. We post our show notes. So every episode since like episode I think like forty eight, we have up there. So um, you can use them for your Bible study. You can use them for just like studying all kind of stuff. And then don't forget to check out our apparel and go to Blended. Blended is uh, 30 uh, plus uh, vendors and we're one of them. So make sure you check them out. They got a pretty, they got a lot of dope stuff down there. But until next time. Deuces.